I bet my left nut you could not close on a Ferris. Oh, gee, I bet I'd love to win. <laughs> Shit. What happened? She gave me the wrong number. <laughs> Don't feel too bad, eh? You're just a regular person, a civilian. Too bad she didn't hit me. We'd be fucking by now. <laughs> Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from San Francisco, California. Anna Ferris is here. She comes onto the scene in a towel, spinning E's world upside down. Had a great guest on this week. Chris is a New Yorker, East Coast guy, down to earth, runs the very popular Entourage fan account, All Things Entourage. It's great to connect with him, great to talk with another Entourage super fan. About this incredible show give him a follow if you haven't already and check out the merch he's designed he's designed two different t-shirt styles one is the miller gold agency and the other is the murphy lavin agency a link to purchase those is in the show notes of today's episode i get no money from that chris just makes them for entourage fans if you're interested if you're a fan of the show which you should be if you listen to this podcast and you want some entourage gear check it out One more little piece of homework. I was contacted by a different listener, Daniel. Daniel wrote an Entourage movie sequel screenplay. It's a really funny, lighthearted look at how the Entourage movie would play out in the Me Too era. I want you guys to give it a deep dive read if you're so inclined. I'm including the link to read that in the show notes of today's episode as well. Some really funny jokes in there. Now, if you don't agree with the subject matter, that's fine. I didn't write the thing. I just want this kid's screenplay to get some eyeballs on it. As always, we're sponsored by BroBible.com. BroBible.com, stepping the podcast game up in a big way. Check out our other podcasts, Brilliantly Dumb with Robbie Berger, Oops, the podcast with Francis Ellis. Both these gentlemen have been on this podcast in the past season. So if you're fans of those episodes, go check out their podcasts. Bro Bible's rolling out some new podcasts in the coming weeks. Looking forward to telling you guys more about that. As always, follow the social accounts at OEAPod on Instagram and Twitter and keep those reviews rolling in. I appreciate all those five-star reviews. They keep the lights on here. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, The Yun and the Stoned. With all things Entourage, enjoy the episode, and I will talk to you next Monday. All right, my guest this week runs the very popular Instagram account, All Things Entourage, where he posts Entourage memes, quotes, and even sells Entourage-related merchandise. He's dialing in from the New York City area. Chris, welcome to the Entourage podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear that Northeast accent. You live in the hometown of Sir Kevin Tonley, don't you? Yes. I my, Well, my business is located in Patchogue, his hometown. And I do apologize if I sound like Turtle in season one. But yes, I am from New York. Uh, so the accent may come through in part of this podcast. Quite all right, man. You're killing it on Instagram. You're an Entourage fan. You you created your own Entourage merchandise. We'll get into that in a bit. But before we do, I'd love to ask all my first-time guests, what was your first experience with Entourage? Like, when did you get into it? Did you watch it all the way through? Did you see the movie? I definitely saw the movie. <laughs> um, believe it or not, the first time I had seen an episode, I was with an ex-girlfriend, and oh, she yeah. put it on, and she was all about it. And I was like... Jeez, I was in my early 20s, I want to say, 
and I played competitive hockey. So I was always with the boys and we had our own little group and click and jokes. And, and the first episode that I saw was when they all bought the Aston Martins uh, right after. And I'm like, what a bunch of tools, like how do you watch this? This is so unrealistic. And I kind of got angry at it. I'm like, and Jersey Shore had just come out and I'm like, these guys, you know, I'm like, what is this? They're trying to be us, basically, you know. And I'm <laughs> the like, West this is Coast, so- Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'm like, this is so unrealistic. So I got away from it. And then a few years later, um, I was looking for shows to just watch. And everybody, all my friends were like, you got to watch Entourage. You got to watch Entourage. So I, I gave it a shot and I fell in love with it. I binge watched up until season five, I believe. And then I was waiting for season six to come out. And then I became part of the group where it was like, okay, when's the next season? When's the next season? And then I had to wait painly, pain, uh, painfully to, for the movie to come out. So, yes, uh, I did fall in love with it after the fact when I gave it a fair shot. I, yeah. I, I didn't give it a fair chance on that first episode. I love to hear that a girlfriend introduced it to you because I see the stats, you know, of listeners, of followers of the Instagram. I think it's like 98% of the listeners of this podcast are male. So where are the females who love Entourage? Where did they all go? That's my real question. (laughs) I think it was a a male-driven audience base for a long time, really. Oh, Um, yeah. I think everybody could relate in one way or another, maybe not with the money, but just that camaraderie that you have with a few friends where anything is fun. Including a podcast about the show. That's kind of the whole impetus behind this idea was we liked talking about it 10 years ago. Why don't we talk about it now? I love it. Chris, thank you so much for joining. Let's, uh, why don't we dive in? Let's do it. Okay. Episode nine of season four, the young and the stoned. Super fun episode. I'm looking forward to kind of like taking it apart with you, piecing it back together. First aired on August 12th, 2007. That same day, NASA launched the Phoenix Mars Lander. It was launched from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida, and it landed on Mars May of the following year, because it takes a long fucking time to get to Mars. And it used its instruments to thoroughly examine the soil of the planet, It confirmed the existence of water-based ice in the subsurface of Mars and performed several experiments that were meant to bring insight into whether or not it it was even possible to have microbes on Mars, a.k.a. life. Those tests were inconclusive, and NASA lost communication with the probe in November of 2008. So, a little, little bit of space trivia for you there, Chris. What do you think? I don't know. There's not a lot of sports going on this time of the year in August. All I want to know is if there were astronauts on that vessel, do you think they would have been watching Entourage? I mean, that's a long fucking way to Mars. I'm sure they'd, you know, at the time it was only DVD box sets, so I'm sure they would have brought it. This is true. <laughs> Quick recap of this week's episode. Eric gets an offender bender with Anna Ferris and believes that they shared a little moment. Turtle picks up a few provisions and a few girls at the market for an impromptu afternoon party, but gets momentarily sidetracked on the way home. And Mrs. Ari is asked to reprise her role on the Young and the Restless anniversary special to Ari's chagrin. Chris, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? My favorite moment was when Anna calls E to go to dinner. <laughs> I, I secretly wanted that relationship to work for more than two episodes. She, we'll talk about her a lot this episode. She's great. I kind of fell in love with her watching this episode. Me too. 
And I thought she was a good fit for E because she's kind of quirky and he was kind of serious. So I felt like it would have worked for a few more episodes. But I, I love the fact that she called him and asked him out, especially after the boys razzed him a little bit, you know, when she gave him the wrong phone number. Never tell an actress you don't like her working. Or an actor for that matter. It hurts. I know. I'm an idiot. Don't feel too bad. You were never going to get her anyway. Oh, thanks, Jack. <laughs> I feel much better now. Anna. Hello? Hey, Eric, it's Anna. Hey! Listen, I felt like we got cut off today. Would you like to have dinner with me tonight? Yeah, sure. Sounds great. I could take a cab or... No, I'll pick you up. Great. How's 8 o'clock? Perfect. All right, cool. All right, I'll see you at 8. Anna just asked me to go out to dinner with her. Nice. She asked you? Yeah. Make sure you pay. End this cycle of bitchdom. Classic drama. Um, I've got a few. First, I mean, I think it's pretty low-hanging fruit to say, like, Turtle outsmarting the cop. That's, like, just a cool moment. You see Turtle, like, shake and bait a little bit. Like, step outside of, like, you know, just, like, waiting on Vince and the guys to show, like, he's got a little bit of street smarts in him. I liked that moment. It was kind of relatable in a way where you're like, man, I wish I could pull that off in front of a bunch of hot girls. But to me now, I'm, I'm a married man, and, and you yourself are also a married man. It was, to me, my favorite moment, the funniest moment, was Ari and Mrs. Ari acting really pleasant to each other in front of the makeup guy at The Young mm-hmm. and the Restless. And as soon as the makeup guy walks away, just, like, immediately bickering. Yeah. Surprise, honey. Your husband has arrived. All right, what are you what are you doing here? Well, um, I wanted to see your work. I wanted to be the supportive husband and meet your colleagues. Hello, how are you? Ari Gold, nice to meet you. I am the man behind this beautiful woman. Your wife has the most amazing skin. She does, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen, do you do you think you could give us just a couple seconds? Uh-huh, sure. Whatever you need. Okay. Ari, really, what are you doing here? I heard about your scene. Oh, come on, it's a soap. What do you think I was going to be doing? I don't know. Discovering that your husband is really your long-lost tranny cousin. Who gives a shit? All I know is I don't want another man's lips on my wife. It's barely a kiss. And how are your kids going to explain that in school when people ask why their mommy is on TV barely kissing Juan Valdez? Well, Sarah's best friend's mother just got raped on Criminal Minds last week. A, rape is involuntary, and B, it's prime time. You are such an asshole. Baby. You're 30 minutes away from getting it on with a 19-year-old Latin bullfighter, and I pass on hot pieces of ass that throw themselves at me all day, every day, without so much as a cupping of an ass cheek. They're at each other's throats. It was so funny and relatable from a married guy's point of view. Absolutely. And he throws out so many things that we're going to get him in trouble later in the episode. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Not a great showing from Ari Gold this episode, and we'll... We'll talk a little bit more about it. It's just not one of the better plot lines, in my opinion. But, we, you know, you could, you could differ. I don't know. Last thing, I gotta give a shout-out in terms of not really favorite moment, but favorite location, the house. It's only around for four episodes. But this is one of my favorite entourage locations over, like, the run of the entire show. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how you describe it as, like, the house in the hills. It's just super underrated. It's got this infinity pool, this incredible deck, this outdoor barbecue. Apparently, it costs $30,000 a month, which sounds to me like a made-up number. That number would still be stupid expensive in 2020. Uh, in the hills? In the hills. I've only been to L.A. a handful of times, but 
uh, it seems pretty pricey up there, <laughs> especially with a view like that. But that's 350k a year. Just buy something. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously. Well, I'm sure Marvin would have agreed with that one. Yeah, I'm sure Marvin would. I'm sure Marvin's ecstatic about them spending 30 G's a month. I don't even know where the bottom is. I mean, why do we have to move all the way up here anyway? Because it's an insane house, that's why. Now, for 30 G's a month, it should be. Oh, stop stressing about money. Vince says if he never makes another dollar, his advance check from Clouds keep us in this house for 16 months. 18 months. 18 months. Oh, that'll stop me from stressing. Okay, wait a second, wait a second. I think I'm heading back down right now. Duran Drive, does that sound familiar? Yeah, 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 turn there. I, I just love this house. I'm like, I'm like sad that it went away so quickly, and I'm sad that it like didn't get a lot of burn. I agree with you there. I'm glad that they got into it, though, because season four was a bit of a roller coaster with Medellin and trying to see the clips and the trailer, and it was a kind of a serious season. I'd say in comparison to the previous three. Um, so it was nice that they were back in a house back into, you know, boys town type setup. Yeah. And uh, that house was a nice setup. That's for sure. What was your favorite bros being bros moment this week, Chris? And this can just mean like moment of male friendship or just like relatable guy stuff. There was a few that could have definitely qualified here. It has to be, though, when E gets back from the fender bender and he's on cloud nine thinking he has a moment with Anna and drama just rips into him. And, <laughs> you know, he's I'll, I bet my left nut that you can't land her. And, you know, turtle, that's a bet I'd love to win. You know, the sarcasm and, and just the banter back and forth. That whole dialogue was just amazing, you know. And he's like, I hope you didn't tell Miss Farris, you know, uh, that you were okay because we're going to sue the crap out of her. Like, just <laughs> just the whole dialogue. And drama really carried it. But even Vince's little plugs in there, that that definitely was the bro uh, moment for me in the episode. Definitely. It's just a nice, they're piling on E as they tend to do episode after episode, especially this season, where they see what he's doing. They see him, like, falling in love. They're like, oh, there goes E again, like, falling too hard, and they just want to try to bring him back to reality a little bit. Supernatural and, of course, extraordinarily written by Dodge and the writing staff, so I love that moment. What's up, boys? For a guy who just got into an accident, you seem happy. Maybe he's got a head injury. It's a fender bender drama. I'm fine. Nuts. Well, I hope you didn't tell Miss Farris that, because we're going to sue the crap out of him. <laughs> we're not suing anybody. There's barely any damage. Yeah, visible damage. But internal damage is a whole other thing. Let it go, drama. Hey, come on. What's up? I don't know. She's cute. That she is? We had a little moment. No shot. You're not a member of the celeb club, bro. It'll never happen. I got a number. I crashed into an 80-year-old woman once. She gave me her number, too. Whatever. I'm calling. I bet my left nut he could not close on a Ferris. Oh, gee, I bet I'd love to win. <laughs> Shit. What happened? She gave me the wrong number. <laughs> Don't feel too bad, E. You're just a regular person, a civilian. Too bad she didn't hit me. We'd be fucking by now. <laughs> I think the moment that stands out for me, it's Turtles at the grocery store, E's dealing with Anna Ferris. Drama and Vince are in a scene alone for like the yeah. first time in a while. <laughs> yeah. This is nice. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get too much alone time. Just you and me, bro. Yeah? <laughs> so what do you want to do? Well, we got no TV. 
talk? Sure. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, me neither. You want to smoke? We promised Turtle we'd wait. I won't tell if you don't. Spark it up. <clears throat> oh, yeah. As every guy knows, like, sometimes there's just nothing to talk about, and you don't want to force the issue. So they're just like, yeah, no, I got nothing. Let's get high. <laughs> that is yeah. so fucking relatable to me, Chris. I, I love it. I've had that moment before with my friends where you're sitting somewhere and you feel like you should have some sort of, like, meaningful, significant conversation, and you're just like, no, nah, I'll just watch this baseball game in silence. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> yeah. Cue the crickets. That was definitely a good scene. It kind of reminded me of when uh, Turtle and E were going to go out alone, and he's like, just me and you? And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that dynamic exists. There's always like the alpha middle magnet guy. There's always like the best friend sidekick. There's always the wild card. And there's always like kind of the guy who gets into shady shit. That's not meant to like stereotype every group of guy friends, but like. The dynamics only work in certain directions, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yep. And when they get mixed up, then it just becomes awkward, weird, and uncomfortable for everyone. Last bros being bros. Not really a bros being bros moment, but just like a relatable guy moment to me is you're with a group of girls. You're falling in love with every single one of them. You can't wait to introduce them to your boys. And there's just one girl who is absolutely despicable. She's obnoxious. <laughs> she's mean she's she wants to get out of there she keeps like trying to like one up you in some way it's so relatable this character she doesn't even have a name by the way in this yeah. episode the character herself is just like played to perfection by this young actress just in being like oh and there's like the kind of good looking but also really obnoxious girl that like every guy has to deal with in a group of girls so when do we get to smoke some of this allegedly extinct weed when we get back to the house why can't we just smoke some now? Because I promised my friends I wouldn't smoke it without. <laughs> That's kind of gay. So you're gonna bring two friends as hot as you? Stop, she's cool. What's he saying about me up there? Nothing. Can we please smell it? You can, because you're hot. Oh, eat me. Huh. Not even if you bathe yourself in butterscotch, sweetheart. That smells good. Just pass the bowl back and let us take one hit. Put the cat back on, pass it up, and shut up. Turtle! Stop sign! Oh, shit. I actually have her plugged in for later in the episode. All right. And it's so funny because in my notes, I have girl with no name because <laughs> I even looked on Amazon Prime when I rewatched the episode before I came on today. I wanted to brush up on a few things and I'm like, who is, you know, what was the character's name? And it says, uh, Lori and Morgan's friend. Yep. They didn't even give her a name. I'm like the girl with no name. That's. That's amazing. The okay. actress Mimi Paley, like, she has probably more dialogue than the other two girls combined, but they didn't give her a name. Yep. Classic. <laughs> what was your least favorite moment of this week's episode? There really wasn't too many bad moments in this episode. Everything was pretty upbeat, but as I mentioned earlier, I kind of liked the Anna and E dynamic. So when he found out she had a boyfriend at the dinner table, yeah. I would probably plug that as the least favorite moment. Uh, just because everything was so upbeat and funny throughout uh, the course of the episode, that was kind of like the wah, wah moment. Yeah, it was, however, like something that happens where you're getting, you're catching a certain vibe from a woman, but she's got a whole different idea in her head. And then you have that moment when you realize you suddenly like the lens focus shifts and you're all of a sudden seeing it from a different perspective. And he's like, oh my God, this is a business meeting. Like you see him kind of freeze. 
yeah. and freaked it's... out. And then he tries to play it off to the guys as like, nah, she's just, yeah, it was a business meeting. Yeah, she's looking for management. Like, I was the big date. Uh, it wasn't a date. She has a boyfriend. A boyfriend? Why'd she take you at the dinner? Uh, she wanted some career advice. She doesn't have a manager. She wants you to be a manager? Yep. Whoa. I told you you wouldn't fuck her. They know that he went in there looking to, to you know, hook up with her. Kevin's face in that that scene was priceless. He played that perfect when he kind of looked at her like on the phone. Yep. Like, oh no. <laughs> With like a mouthful of food. He's just like, oh fuck. Yeah. What have I gotten myself into here? I got a boyfriend. Classic. Uh, the entire Ari being jealous of his wife's kissing scene in the soap opera. I don't know. It fell flat to me. We've discussed this before. But these episodes where Ari's just completely separated from Vinny and the boys and deals with family drama is always a lot more uneven to me. And in this episode particularly, it's a little cringeworthy because he's like possessive and, and a little manipulative. It just seems like he's being shitty to his wife the whole episode. Yeah. I have to disagree with you a little bit, though. Let's hear it. Only because I could relate. My wife was an actress. She lived in L.A. for a while. As a matter of fact, she kind of met Jerry a few times. And one of our good friends, Nicole, was in episode two, season one, with wow. Jerry. And um, Wait, in episode two, which is the review. Which, the review. Which... She was the, the blonde driving the Jeep, Nicole Garza. Um, uh -huh. Her and Jerry were in, in class together. And they are still, I believe they're still friendly. Wow. Um, but my wife was an actress. She did a couple bit things, and I always joke with her about bit parts. But she said to me, she goes, you know, I'd like to kind of get back into it. And I was like, well, as long as there's no kissing scenes, I'm all for it. So for me, this this kind of – I could relate because it's like I didn't want his lips on – you know, her lips on some young boy toy. I could kind of, you know – That's so interesting. said the same thing, <laughs> acting or not. Yeah. I think I feel the exact opposite. I'd, I wouldn't care if my wife did a sex scene in front of me. And I think that's just because I'm... Maybe I've never been a like a jealous person. I'm not saying that you're jealous. I just... I don't really have that bone in my body. And it's so funny that you say that. Because like literally this week, and going off on a personal tangent, people love when I do this. Uh, I'm like writing a series of like social media videos for a, a company. And they're like running out of money. So the producer's like, hey, Hickey would it be cool if your wife was in these? <laughs> like, they're looking for, like, a girl of her stature and her looks and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And she's not kissing anyone or doing anything other than, like, interacting with some product. But right. honest to God, they could be like, you know, your wife has to be in this thing just a hardcore mate out with this guy, and it's a condom commercial. I'd be like, cool. You're going to pay us for it? Great. <laughs> Sounds true. Maybe I'm an <laughs> as asshole. As long as check, right? As long as that, that check shows up every yeah, month. Check clears. Chris, what was the most entourage moment of the episode? And that can mean literally whatever you want it to be. My entourage moment, which was your one of your bro moments, was Turtle putting the weed on the ledge. Yeah. I don't believe this guy. Oh. What is he doing? <sighs> How? Put it on the ledge. Oh, oh my God. God. Wow, even I'm impressed. Yay. That was his... That was my, you know, the boys coming out on top moment, mm -hmm. always getting one better. And Turtle did. He he got one up on the cop and pulled that weed back out, got the girls back to the house, and they had some fun. So, yeah, him him pulling that weed on the ledge trick was uh, definitely my entourage moment of the week. Pretty slick, pretty unbelievable, and so, like, wish fulfillment. Like, oh, I wish I could be doing that right now because... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. The fallout would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, it's E on the phone with Turtle, and he gets hit by someone in a car, and he goes, God damn it. Some girl just ran into me. God damn it. What? Some girl just ran into me. My God, I think it's Anna Ferris. Really? You know what? Let me call you back. What happened? Anna Faris just smashed into E. Sweet. <laughs> it's yeah. just so unbelievable. It just makes me like throw my head back and laugh when I'm rewatching the show. Not unbelievable that it pisses me off, but unbelievable in that it's just so f- fantastical. I think that's the word. Like, of all the people, just like at the time, one of the like most popular, funniest, beautiful actresses just runs into you and she's in a towel. Like, come on. Because you could totally picture it happening, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so relatable. Uh, favorite line, quote, from this episode? What do you got for me? Uh, there was a handful. Um, Ari had a few, no no pun intended, gold yep. uh, one-liners. The, I'm going to be eating Julio's lunch today. <laughs> Love it. The twenty You were 25 years old. They didn't film in HD then to his wife when she yeah. first brought up going back on. Um, the girl with no name telling turtle to eat me. And he's like, not if you were bathed in butterscotch, babe, <laughs> that was probably the line. Um, yep. but yeah, there was a few good ones in this episode. Anna Ferris, when she answers like her video doorbell and is talking to E when he's outside, she's like, are you like here to beat me up? Like it's so. <laughs> hey, um, how did you find my house? Star maps. Right. So I, are you, like, here to beat me up? No. Because you do realize it's a little nutty tracking me down like this, right? If you didn't look so harmless, I'd be worried. I look harmless? Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, well, I'm in the business. I manage Vincent Chase. I'm not a crazy person. I'm just a little pissed off. I mean, you blew off the accident. You know, look, if I could just get your insurance info, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay, uh, come in. Thank you. It's so cute and funny and, like, also, like, kind of a reasonable question, you know, like some strange dude who you like ran into, like shows up at your doorstep unannounced. Like I, I liked her delivery of that. And then the whole thing where more, uh, drama won't give that girl, uh, the steak recipe. She yeah. like, so what's on that steak? He's like, I will never, ever tell. <laughs> and then as they're getting in the pool, she's like, you're going to tell me it was on that steak. And he's like, ah, we'll see. She takes her top off and he's like, I'll print you out the recipe. <laughs> I'll print you out the recipe. Yeah, that was my favorite drama moment. So, All right, in the pool, ladies. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, baby. You're going to tell me what's on that steak? We'll see. I'll print out the recipe. You keep beating me to the punch here. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. That, we're, we're bouncing around a little bit, and we can have some answers uh, repeat for some categories. There was a few uh, mic drop moments, too, in this episode. We Mic drop may be a, an old uh, saying now. I don't know if it's still cool to say mic drop, but we kind of joke around like, oh, you know, when Turtle's in the grocery store and the girl is like, you know, we're having a little midday party, and he's like, you know, we are too. And he goes at Vincent Chase's house. And she was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I only have a few things. Would you mind if I went ahead of you? I'll call you back. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll let you go. But if your boyfriend comes running up here with 20 more items, I'm going to be pissed. I don't have a boyfriend. Then by all means. Thanks. Healthy living. Yeah. Me and my friends are having a little midday fiesta. 
Hey, you know what? Me and my friends are having one too. Maybe we should uh, combine parties. I don't think so. Oh, come on. I guarantee our party will be better than yours. Oh, yeah? Why? Because it's at Vincent Chase's house. Really? It's like their Amex black card. It gets them in everywhere, essentially. <laughs> and they always have a couple of those in an episode where it's like, they just drop something like, oh, I'm Vincent Chase, or oh, that's Aquaman, or, you know, what, something where it just kind of gives them that free pass or somebody just totally t changes their tune yep. with the boys. You, you see people's behavior just completely 180 with that name drop, and it's, uh, it's pretty good. What was a good burn this week, Chris? I didn't really have... A specific one um no i didn't really pull one out i let me hear yours and yeah. then you know let, maybe i'll come up with one no but i really didn't have one you know jotted down here don't sweat it for best burn this week i had the line that you mentioned before which is mrs ari about reprising her role on the on the restless says tell me i'll be pretty tell me that i would be pretty as pretty as the day i left the show well you left the show when you were 25 and now they shoot everything in high def you are such an asshole. <laughs> come on, baby. Yeah, right. Well, ask anybody. You've aged a lot worse than I have, oh, baby. Come here, honey. I relate to that as a married man because a lot of the times you're like, well, I'm with this person forever. I want to say the funny thing. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. say the nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So that's great. And this is a sneaky, great burn. Turtle's been in the Escalade with this group of girls. He's been through the, like, drama of the, the cop pulling them over. He's been dealing with this, like, this nameless girl chirping at him, sitting behind him the whole ride. And as he walks into the apartment or walks into the $30,000 a month house, he goes, I'm home. Finally. You better have something good, Turtle. Mm, looks like someone found some fresh meat at the market. Guys, this is Lori, Morgan, and yours, Drama E. I know you're going to be here. I also would have found the fourth. You and Drama can fight it out for her. Thanks, Turtle. So fucking disrespectful in front of these girls, but like the way he's so backhanded about that girl. I mean, that's a great burn. He he basically like it is a great burn. Puts her on like a lower ledge than everyone else in that in that sentence. <laughs> the the burn that I did have kind of like in the back of my mind, but I wasn't really sure if it qualified as a real burn was in in the first scene when they were kind of razzing E about the uh, the accident. Drama's like, too bad she didn't hit me. I'd be fucking her now. And then Turtle doesn't slap his hand. And he like, kind of just shakes him off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of thought that was a good burn where Turtle just kind of like, yeah, right, Drama, you know. Yeah, of course. Drama always says shit like that, though. Exactly. That's why it was like kind of fitting. <laughs> Love it. Every week we talk about our favorite music in the episode. We have a Spotify playlist. Everyone can listen to that Spotify playlist. It's called Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah Music. It's in the show notes of today's episode. Chris, some decent music in this week's episode. Finally, we're turning turning the corner. We had a couple episodes where there weren't any standout songs, but outside of the Soldier Boy song that opened the scene, the scene, yeah, I th or I'm sorry, that opened the episode. I think the rest of the music was pretty fucking good. Anything jump out at you? It was a great soundtrack. One song totally jumped out. It's the minute I heard it when Turtle picks the weed up from the gutter and gets back in the car. They play. Another Bad Creation Playground. I mean, that was like my middle school jam. I love it. And, and there it was. And I, even on Amazon, when I went to see if they actually had credit for it, all it says is Playground. They didn't even put ABC or Another Bad Creation on there. It just oh, says damn. Playground. But Informa was good, too. I mean, they yep. had that was a close second, um, both when Turtle was in the truck with the girls. So uh, those were my two songs that jumped out 
Definitely. There's a James Brown song as Ari's walking into his office. It's called Get on the Good Foot. And it's mm-hmm. when Lloyd like kind of confronts him about Mrs. Ari's yawn in the restless role. Good morning, Ari. That's Merc for me, Ari. Your Benoit ball's shifting. Just wondering how you're feeling about not being the biggest star in your house anymore. Oh, don't be a wise ass. <laughs> how'd you know? It's on Defamer. You're kidding. Oh, Ari, be proud of her. She's gonna light up the screen and bring a newfound excitement to Genoa City. You watch that shit? Wyandar is fourth on my TiVo season past priority list. I haven't missed an episode in 12 years. That is so sad. You should go down to the set today, Ari. Watch your wife's work. Be supportive. I've got my own life's work to support, Lloyd. Lloyd! Who the hell is this? That's the underage student she seduces, Julio. It's not a great picture. I have a better one. It's my screensaver if you want to see. Clear my schedule. Even your lunch? I'm going to be eating Julio's lunch today. Always good to hear like a throwback from Scott on top of these like, you know, hip hop alternative songs from the early 2000s. So great, great songs in this week's episode. One, one of the better ones in uh, season four. Yeah, definitely. So we usually do best and worst celebrity cameo, but there's only one celebrity cameo. So let's talk about Anna Ferris a little bit. Let's do it. <laughs> First off, I agree with you. I would have liked to see her stick around for like maybe a little bit of a longer arc, like maybe like a Mandy Moore length arc, you know, three yeah, to five Jamie, episodes. Jamie Lynn, you know, give give E a chance with a celeb, you know, let it let it hang out a little. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all love Sloan, but yep. um, it would have been nice to see Anna around a little longer. That would have been an interesting, like, scene to see, like, E going steady. I can't believe I just said that. E, like, <laughs> you now know. you're showing your age. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm showing my father's age. E, like, you know, dating Anna Faris seriously and then doing his, like, inevitable where he runs into Sloan somewhere thing. I would have liked to see the dynamic of, like, Anna and Sloan uh, squaring off. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that that definitely would have been a good, uh, a good episode. Or even just the whole clush as drama called it the client crush like kind of the tension between working with him mm-hmm. like she doesn't seem as laid back as vince which ultimately ends you know ends their their talks but um it would have been it i think it would have been good to have her around a few more episodes she definitely brings a different element to the show and uh she's funny just in general so oh yeah She's from Baltimore. She initially rose to prominence for her lead role of Cindy Campbell in the Starry Movie franchise. And then, like, off to the races, the hot chick, Lost in Translation, Brokeback Mountain, The House Bunny, The Dictator. She's on the show Mom, uh, which she's won People's Choice Awards for. And she launched a podcast five years ago called Unqualified, which is one of the more, more popular advice podcasts out there. And just three years ago, she turned... It into her memoir so super successful actress who uh yeah like every time you see her you're like oh i love this chick she's hilarious she's cute she's got a good sense of humor about her and i loved seeing her in entourage absolutely what was like an outdated reference and or how would just this episode be different in 2020 chris well just in general entourage i think in 2020 would be totally different with the offending comments and sure Jesus, just the HR issues Ari would have had um, uh-huh. with what he says and does. But for 2020, I mean, weed is pretty much legal now. So they would not have any issue finding extinct weed. I mean, if anything, there's strains that 
didn't exist years ago or that they're creating. So I think for for the beginning of the episode and the premise of the, you know, the weed is extinct, that wouldn't happen this this day and age because of the legalities and all the uh, the growing and the dispensaries and everything else. The, just the availability and accessibility of weed now is totally different than early 2000s and mid 2000s. No, that's it. It's completely legal to drive with weed. You obviously can't like be smoking it or be intoxicated, but especially in California. So that just wouldn't exist. Yeah. There's a couple things like in terms of just like the vehicles, like ease navigation isn't working. Anna's waiting for a cab, but all that stuff is non-existent now with GPS and Uber. Yeah. I also think like turtle, would have just found those girls on Instagram. <laughs> like, they're, you know, the, uh, the entire, like, situation of him meeting them at, like, the public market is insane enough as it is. Turtle, actually, there's one for you. Turtle wouldn't be out doing any grocery shopping. It'd all be sent via Amazon Prime or, or whatever. Like, or Dash. Yeah. Or Dash. Or, yeah. Uh, so there'd be no reason for Vincent Chase's, like, die to be out at the store, like, you know, meeting hot chicks, essentially. These guys would have been locked up in the in that house, yep. smoking a ton of weed and just having food and alcohol delivered, and that would have been it. And girls on demand. <laughs> I think what you Swipe just described up. is young celebrity living in 2020, and I mean, who isn't super jealous of that? Right. Last thing, even... Star Maps is not a thing anymore. It was 15 years ago, but Star Maps sure. doesn't even exist because, to be honest, it's a little fucked up knowing that you can just, like... Any stranger can look up where you live. <laughs> yeah, I think Mark Wahlberg did a uh, tour bus where he jumped on like a celebrity tour and kind of like took people through Beverly Hills in L.A. And I, I don't know if it was Star Maps related, but I remember seeing that and I was yeah. like, wow, that's pretty cool. You, somebody's getting the experience of a lifetime right now with with Mark jumping on and kind of giving him a tour and being a personal tour guide. But I didn't even know star maps didn't exist anymore. I, I learned something new that in the Anna Faris podcast. I didn't know that either. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's talk faces in the crowd. Some good ones this week. I want to spend some time talking about the three girls. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I know Morgan became pretty successful. Correct. Yeah. So that's, what's interesting. So this whole B plot of Mrs. Ari is that she wants to go back on the show that she started her career on, which is The Young and the Restless. Two of the three girls that Turtle picks up at the grocery store are series regulars on The Young and the Restless. That cannot be a coincidence to me. I didn't realize it was two. I only thought it was one. Yeah, so Lori, the main girl, actress is named Kelly Kruger. She was on 62 episodes of The Young and the Restless. She played Mackenzie Browning. Uh, I know nothing about daytime soap opera so if i'm butchering those names or if i'm doing something wrong apologies but it's the other girl like drama's girl the girl who is keeps asking him for the steak recipe her name's morden the actress is named melissa ordway she's been on 600 episodes of the young and the restless wow. 600 is like 10 years worth of that show <laughs> yeah I, she, I i knew she was in a few other things but i didn't realize she had that long of a stay on uh the soap uh, they're both soap stars. And and surprisingly enough, like, the annoying friend who doesn't do the name, Mimi Paley, like, hasn't really been in much. Uh, it's, no. it's it's so interesting how that works in, in Hollywood. And you don't realize, like, these girls, for them, it was like a week's paycheck, and they're going to kind of live in entourage infamy. We never saw Javier again either, did we? 
Um, I didn't. I didn't Google that one, but I yeah. Javier, the actor's name is Xavier Torres. He's has only six credits to his name over 13 years, which is a very limited acting career, which is surprising. I mean, I feel like we would have at least seen him on like an actual soap opera. He's got that kind of that look yeah. to him. Javier, yes, Ari Gold. Do you know me? Oh yes, yes, I know of you. I'll check your hand, but I using my cocoa butter. Are you interested in representing me? I may be, I may be, but right now I'm interested in talking to you about uh, your scene today. Scene? I have many scenes. Well, there's, there's only one scene that I want to talk to you about. Which one is that one? That's the one with Mrs. Gold. Mrs. Gold? Yeah, my wife. She plays Kendall Scott. Oh, Kendall Scott. I'm sorry, I only know character names. I'm a method actor. Mm. Well, um, <clears throat> you're supposed to kiss her on the mouth? Just acting. Don't. Mr. Gold, it's good to say that I have to. Look, Javier, I can help you, okay? You, you don't want to spend the rest of your life having uh, fat, middle-aged women and odd homosexual men getting off to your work, <laughs> do you? You have bigger dreams, I'm sure. And let me tell you, as anyone in this town can tell you, I am a dream weaver, all right? So you focus on what I'm saying, and I will have you kissing ugly Betty by Christmas, but nobody gets to kiss my wife, nobody but me. I think the director, though, he's he's been in a handful of things and the and the police officer. correct? Yeah, the police officer, Michael Patrick Medill, he's like been in Shameless and he's had a, a long working career. He's got over 150 credits to his name. So that's a that's a working actor in Hollywood. But Entourage is what what a, what a intersection of people's careers and lives. Oh, my God. When I went back and started watching again and, and saw um, Wonder Woman. Gail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And drawing a blank on her name right now. She was in Medellin. The... Oh, Sofia Vergara. Sofia yeah. Vergara. I know. Jesus. We talked, <laughs> you about her. we talked about her in the first episode of the season with Frances Ellis, and she's like one of the 10 most successful TV actresses of all time. And she is named Village Girl Number Two in this episode of Entourage. Village Girl Two. It's great, isn't it? Who would you give the Sixth Man Award to this week? I love the girl with no name. I mean, she basically <laughs> roasts Turtle the entire episode. But the funny part is, is they end up together at the end. So, um, I mean, she made the best of her her scenes. I think she she definitely stole, you know, stole the Six Man Award. I, I think that's a great call. I honestly wouldn't have done it, but because she did sound my nerves. But that's kind of the role of the Six Man. Someone who makes an impact, leaves an impression, and like gives you a strong opinion about them. So uh, we can give it to uh, Mimi Paley, the actress, <laughs> instead of the name Girl of the no character, name. which is nothing. <laughs> Girl, it's no name. It's great. I'm giving it to Anna Ferris. Yeah, for all the reasons like we were talking about before, you weirdly kind of fall, fall for her. You know, right along there with E. She's twerky. She's funny. Did you not see me? Oh, I am so sorry. I just, I got distracted for a second. It's totally my fault. Well, it's okay. It was an accident. Um, would you mind not coming any closer? Why? You think I'm like some kind of a crazy fan or something? No, no, it's just, I'm in a towel. I just got done with Pilates and I forgot to change and you know, who wants to wear uh, sweaty clothes after a shower? So you decided to drive home in a towel? Yeah, it's a little weird, huh? Not weird, it's just not very practical in case you get in an accident. Yeah, um, so what now? Well, I guess, uh, I guess I gotta get your insurance, right? I don't have my wallet. This is okay. You're just a mess today. Yes, yes. Put your flies down. No, it's not. 
I'm sorry, I just wanted to take some of the attention off of me. Look, I'm feeling a little exposed. Can I give you my number? I'm gonna be home in like 10 minutes and then I'll give you everything you need. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Let me uh, get my phone and get your number. I'm really sorry. That's okay. You'll be all right. You know, they're out to dinner. She's like sweating a beer and like making jokes and like batting her eyelashes at him. I mean, it's a male fantasy show. Like, it's a little ridiculous, but she really makes a, a big impact on, on, on the episode. And uh, she's, you know, in two and a half scenes. So I love it. I am glad you didn't say Julio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my That's my guy right there. There wasn't many people to choose from here. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite drama moment this week? My favorite drama moment was at the end when uh, when uh, Morgan or yeah, Morgan, right? Yeah, Morgan. Lori, uh, Morgan, not Lori. When Morgan asks for the recipe and yeah. drama's like, I'm not telling. And then she takes the top off and he's like, I'll print out the recipe for you. <laughs> that was my favorite drama moment. Drama's a little sidelined this episode, which is totally fine. He's been kind of the MVP in the middle part of season four. He had the day fuckers. He's just, he's had some great performances. Great the, the, the furry costume a couple episodes ago. Like, oh, but so this one, he's kind of, you know, sitting to the sidelines, making fun of E, throwing out his comments and just chilling at the house with Vince. So not a strong drama episode, but some good lines. Is E still bitching about getting bitch slapped by a bitch? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No one talks that way, drama. And then you mentioned it before. E's like, it was a fender bender drama. I'm fine. And he's like, well, I hope you didn't tell Miss Ferris that because we are going to sue the crap out of her. <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. Drama's one of those guys who, like, he gets in a car accident and, you know, he immediately calls for an ambulance, gets a stretcher, gets a a neck brace put on and, you know, <laughs> files an injury. Or he pulls out the Callaway and smashes your windshield in. True, true, very true. Ari Dolt, not a better Ari episode in my opinion. Did you have any moments that jumped out at you from Piven's performance? I like when he confronts uh, Julio. Yeah, know, that's a good scene. The, the young soap star and he's like, you know, I'll have you kissing ugly Betty by Christmas. Yeah. Like, that was a, a classic Ari Gold moment, I feel like, in this episode. Not a lot of Lloyd either. Which is upsetting. Super upsetting. Um, that, that The whole dynamic. But I think they were giving time to Anna. I mean, it was kind of a different dynamic having her on. So I, I kind of see where they went here. But um, yeah, Ari's character, like you said, being removed from the boys is a little different. And uh, yeah, Lloyd was kind of non-existent in the episode except for the very beginning. Yeah, sadly. I, uh, I liked when he was melting down when he was on set. And basically Mrs. Ari basically shows him up. She kisses Javier in front of everyone. He punches the TV screen and, like, goes home to mope about it. Like, uh, you are interfering oh, with baby, my come work. On, honey, no matter what you say or do, he's not going to kiss you. Oh, really? No, it's not going to happen, honey. Uh, you really think that? Okay. I kissed him. It's done. Let's shoot this. Ah. Ari's, like, outbursts are always very funny to me. And this isn't done in, like, a comedic way at all. It's more that, like, he's been beaten, essentially, and wants to go home and, and sulk. And uh, I'd, I'd like seeing him put in his place every once in a while, I guess. Yeah, and his wife is always the one to do it. Yeah. Who won this week's episode besides Vince? Vince can't win every episode. No, Vince wins every episode. He's the A-list movie star. It's got to be E, because he does land Anna as a client in the end. Um, yep. I mean, listen, I relate to E in so many different levels. So 
I'm always a big fan of E and Kevin was great playing yeah. that role. So uh, I got to say Elan and Ke- uh, Anna that he was, he was the, 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 the episode stealer. Definitely. He thinks he's on a date. He ends up landing her as a client anyways. He, he kind of, it's a kind of a win-win for your, your boy. I'm going to say your boy because he's from your hometown. Um, I just want to plug, Hey Kevin, if you're listening, um, Anytime you're in Patchogue, I own the dry cleaner on 112. Anytime you need anything done, just pop on in. We'll take care of you. <laughs> Love it. And I guess that's going to probably go for all the listeners who live in uh, Patchogue, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a discount. Men- mention all things Entourage or Oh Yeah podcast, and uh, we'll definitely give you a Love we'll, it. We'll I bet the uh, the listeners weren't expecting a discount on dry cleaning. but on dry I mean, cleaning. Who, who doesn't want that, man? If I Who's lived on the, the most- East Coast, I'd come in. <laughs> Who's the most uncool guy on this podcast right now that owns a dry cleaner? <laughs> Pays the bills, brother. Um, so I'm giving it Mrs. Ari. She has something to do this episode other than be a nag, yell at Ari on the phone, or like get in the way. She feels sexy again. She's kind of a star. I mean, it's pretty cool to think like, oh, like, oh, Ari's wife used to be a soap star. And like now she's getting a call back after 20 years or 15 years or whatever it is. So I, I really liked the fact that she kind of comes out on top this episode. Now, you know, later on in the show, like her plot, it's even more uneven, but this was a nice little win for her, in my opinion. So I'll, I'll give it to her. Agreed. I agree with you on that one. Was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode? Chris, and you can use pluses or minuses. I'm going to I'm gonna exercise my plus and go with a B-plus. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite an A. You know, this wasn't a Vegas baby or a... Uh, a Sundance or a, a Sundance, yeah. exactly. Return to uh, Queens York, Boulevard, yeah, exactly. Um, but it was a B plus. Like I said earlier, the season four had a little bit more serious, stressful tones to it. This was a nice light episode. A lot of one liners and you know, guys, the guys being themselves. Um, they're back in a house for thirty thousand a month. <laughs> Things are going their way again. You know, um, Vince just got another job, so. I kind of like this episode. Anna definitely helped it, and um, I'm going to give it a big a B plus. That's great. For all those same reasons, I'm giving it a B. I have to be a little harder on it than our weekly desks, but yeah, not a lot wrong with it. I guess the thing that knocks it down a whole letter grade for me is the Ari being like kind of jealous and possessive. It just didn't sit well with me, but also like it's okay. He'll be back to he'll be back to rare form when they go to France in uh t- two weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chris is my last question of the episode. I asked it of all my first time guests. Who are you in your own real life entourage? I am probably closest to E. Um, I've had the day fuckers experience with my <laughs> friends. Um, where they think I was, I always was in a relationship. I was kind of a serial monogamist and I had that whole, you know, you can't just be with somebody and then walk away. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't do the one night stand type things. And, um, he's very serious, very professional. I've always been professional. I've always had friends that were very loud and obnoxious sometimes that I had to walk away from. So, I kind of relate mostly to E just because of his professionalism, his drive, um, and his relationship status. That's great. A lot of people say E. I say E myself. He's the most relatable person on the show. He's the avatar for the audience. He's the first guy in the credits. I mean, he's kind of the main character, as Dodd Allen has said before. So super happy you are able to join us this week. Chris, this was a lot of fun. Hope to have you back sometime soon in the future. We have a lot more episodes to go. 
before we do go, though, tell the listeners about the merch that you've created. It's some it's some fantastic stuff, and I and I really am looking forward to sharing it with everyone. Check out the link in the show notes of today's episode. But in your own words, talk about how this came about. I'm a t-shirt guy, and um, I've always again I'm a fan of the show, and I just wanted something a little different than the regular t-shirts that are out there right now. I love the MGA, the Miller Gold Agency logo, even though it sounds like a beer. Yep. Um, so I have a t-shirt person that does a lot of my work for me. And I was like, you know what? Can you run me off six pieces of these blue MGA shirts in an extra large? And I had them and a couple people commented on them. And then I ordered some Murphy, Murphy Lavin um, shirts. And my wife was actually the one that said, listen, why don't you try selling them? You have 12,000, 11,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. You know, it's not my main business, but why not spread the wealth? So I've given a few out. I've uh, sold a, a lot. And um, yeah, just it was kind of a novelty thing that I wanted for myself. And I have a I have a little bit of inventory here. So if anybody's interested in one, feel free to visit visit the Shopify site. And, um, you know, I, I usually do things with donations too, like the first uh, batch that we sold that run. Um, Adrian was doing something for, uh, save the ocean. Mm -hmm. So, you know, listen, I'm not selling these things for thousands of dollars. So the donation isn't very huge, but it's something. And at least it's, it's all good. good karma. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping the positivity flowing downstream from entourage. I love it, man. Exactly. And I, and I loved having you on the pod. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Hopefully I didn't bore anybody to death or kill them with my accent where they had to shut it off after a minute and a half. We've had some good accents on the show. Yours is by far nowhere near anything resembling bad. So a lot of fun. Let's connect again soon. Let's do this soon. Everyone give his page a follow. All Things Entourage. Check out those t-shirts that he put together. And Chris, we'll have you again soon. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Talk to you guys on Monday. Bye.